Welcome to another edition of Top Rope Report. Tonight's show is going to be a little different. Tonight, we pay respect and tribute to two fallen WWE superstars, Hall of Famer Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt. So sit back and listen to what DJ, Greg, and Mike have to say. Here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another live edition of the Top Rope Report. Here on Facebook Live, Google Podcasts. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. Joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Unfortunately, DJ is not with us live tonight, but he is watching. Uh... Tonight is a very difficult show. Um, we will be doing, for the first time on the Top Rope Report, we will be doing two 10-bell salutes as Wednesday, no, no, WWE Hall of Famer. No, we're not. We're not, doing ten, we're, Funk. we're not doing two 10-bell salutes. Oh. We just talked about this 15 minutes ago. We're not doing two 10-bell salutes. Okay, sorry about that. Um, Wednesday, WWE Hall of Famer Terry Funk passed away at the age of 79. Uh, great career Terry had. We're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about him. And then last night, or yesterday afternoon or morning, I believe it was, WWE Family and the Universe lost Bray Wyatt. I mean, that is still a shock that's resonating throughout the entire wrestling world and I'm still in shock over it. So Greg, whenever you're ready. Well, so I mean, Mike, this is, this is where you got to pay attention. We talked about what we were going to do and you've totally flipped the script and not doing what we had talked about. We were going to do. So I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, we're not doing two 10 bell salutes. We're not doing anything for both of them. We are doing a 10-bell salute, and we're going to talk about Terry Funk. Then we turn our – then we turn um, – we have a special planned tribute for Bray Wyatt. And then we're going to go into our thoughts and whatever about Bray Wyatt. Okay. Kind of sound familiar as to a conversation we had yes. 20 yes. minutes ago? Yes. Okay. So now, folks, we would like you to join us um, in a moment of silence as we do a 10-bell salute for Terry Funk. He was a true hardcore legend in the wrestling business. I loved 
him being from the Double Cross Ranch. I love the name of that uh, ranch he was from because that's the way he was. That's the way Jerry Funk was. You know, one minute he'd be a friend of yours and, you know, he'd be a tag team partner and a tag team champion and, you know, the next minute he's going to double cross you. But uh, Terry Funk was just one of the, I don't mean, I mean, he was one of the original bad guys in wrestling at first. I mean, yeah. from NWA to WCW to ECW to WWE, the man's career spanned decades and he was just so over with a lot of people down south and up here in the north with WWE. He was, I, I mean, he was just that good in the ring. You know, he had a lot of feuds with Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, a lot of those guys back in the day. And he was, he was one of the greats, and he will be missed by the WWE uh, universe and the WWE family as well. Yeah, I mean, you know his from what I from what I know. I mean, I was, you know, I've been a lifelong WWE well WWF slash WWE fan. Um, I didn't really get into anything else um, until kind of the time that ECW was, you know, combining with WWF. Then, um, so I don't really have a, a long standing. Um, knowledge of Terry Punk. Um, I mean, the first thought of my mind that comes to about Terry Punk was he was um, a bouncer in the movie Roadhouse. I mean, yep. and the thing is, is I, 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 I mean, I saw the movie before I knew who Terry Funk was. So it wasn't until years later when I was watching it that I put two and two together. Um, and, and, you know, then I started, okay, all right, well, you know, looked a little bit. And I remember, um, I had to go back and look up the date. I, I remember, um, a match with him and Mick Foley. Um, and I, ironically enough, it happened on May 5th in 1998, my son's sixth birthday. Um, and just the things that the man did are just things that, that would be outlawed in professional wrestling today. Um, he was, you know, he was, if I remember correctly, one of the, I can say one of the founding fathers into hardcore wrestling. Am I wrong in assuming that? No, you I mean, are absolutely right. I mean, he wasn't the first to do this or maybe the first to do that, but he was the one that, that made it the norm, you know? Yep. And I happened to watch a video on YouTube uh, a couple of days ago, WWE, Terry Funk versus Mario Mancini. Oh, okay. Yep, so Mario knows all about Terry Funk. He, uh, he was in the ring with him. It was a good match for about maybe 20 seconds. And then, and then, know, Terry, then Mario wiped them out. <laughs> yeah. And he was just one tough SOB. I mean, he used to call all uh, all the wrestlers and all the fans egg sucking dogs. And yeah, I, I mean, it was just it was just a joy to watch him in the ring a lot of times. And the hardcore business, like you said, he was one of the founding fathers of hardcore right. wrestling. Yeah, and, and there was nobody better. Yeah, and in uh, uh, what year was it now? 
2016. He had had um, a hernia surgery and was told to stay home for weeks and rest. And he said, Doc, I'm sorry, but I've made a commitment that I'm not going to turn away from. Um, Tickets have been sold. Event posts have been published. Um, And, I mean, if you're the fan of anybody and you find out, okay, I bought tickets for this because he was going to be there, and then, Mike, move back. Yeah, move back over this way a little bit. There you go. Right there. Perfect. Don't move for the rest of the show. Don't move. That won't be possible. Um, they would have been understanding if, hey, listen, sorry, Terry Punk had surgeries, not able to attend. But he then went on a multi-city tour for Tommy Dreamer's um, extreme whatever wrestling tour. And that's just how he was. He loved the business and did everything he did in the business for fans of the business. And then, I, I mean, I know, I mean, I don't think it's been officially released how he passed, um, but it was reported by Ken, or Pat Patterson, I think it's Pat Patterson, I don't know, I don't have it right here in front of me, um, that in 2021, he suffered from, started to feel the effects of dementia, um, and was put into a nursing facility. And yeah, hold on one second. What, where'd it go? Here it is. Um, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Don Morocco um, reported that he was, you know, he was living with dementia um, and was living in an assisted living facility. And, and then Rick Flair. Um, Announced in December of 2021 on a podcast with Mark Mark Madden um, that Terry Funk had had returned to his home and was living comfortably. So, I, I mean, you know, dementia is not anything to mess around with. Obviously, there's no cure for it. You can treat it. Um, but this man, I mean, just, if you ever just want to marvel in what he did and read about what he did, just, just go to his Wikipedia page. You know, you go to Wikipedia page and have different little, little tabs. Um, and one of the tabs is, um, professional wrestling career and accomplishments. And I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. I, I mean, the man... I mean, he started in 1976. Um, No, sorry, 1965. Western States Sports. So a career to span to 2016 from 1965. You do the math. That's 51 years. Yeah. I mean, the man passed away, I believe, at 79. So the first 28 years of his life, or maybe one-third of his life, he was just an average Joe. And then the rest of his life, he dedicated to a craft and to a um, a business that he so dearly loved. So, yeah, I mean, he will definitely, definitely be missed, um, especially, you know, 
I mean, the younger fan today, do they really know about Terry Funk? They may not even know who Terry Funk is. But you old schoolers like Mr. Trivia, um, and a little bit like me, ha- truly know the effect of the loss yep. to uh, to the wrestling community by the loss of Terry Funk. Absolutely. And he... Uh... It was all capped off by his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame, which it was more than well-deserved for Terry Funk. Yes, absolutely. We want to send our thoughts to his family, and rest in peace, Terry. And now, um, turning to another... Um, tragic um, WWE loss. Um, this is one that wrestling fans of <laughs> um, then, now, together, forever um, are going to feel. And we have a, a little different of a tribute to play for him. Um, so we ask you to please join us in another moment of, spi- moment of silence as we pay tribute, <coughs> sorry, um, to Wyndham, had his last name here, uh, as Wyndham Lawrence Rotundo, better known as Bray Wyatt. Yes. <laughs> this was one, I mean, there have been many deaths in pro wrestling. This one hit me worse than Eddie Guerrero. Um, when I first got the message yesterday, I thought it was one of those kayfabe things that people report. You know, because he's been out for a while. He's had some health issues. And I thought it was kayfabe. But then I read the the tweet or the, on his X page from Triple H saying that, you know, he got a phone call from Mike Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt's dad, um, saying that he had passed away. And I was, I was frozen. 
because we've we've followed Bray Wyatt for a long time. I remember him when he first came out with the Nexus under Husky Harris. Yep. And he, I, I, up until the show started, I didn't know that Bray Wyatt. I knew he was a former champion, but I didn't know he was a former five-time champion. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. Two tag so, titles, two universal titles, and one world heavyweight title. And he's, and it's just ironic that his last match was against LA Knight in yeah. a pitch black match. Yeah. I and mean, I, I, I don't think that's anywhere, any career defining moment uh, at all. I mean, if anything, that's, that's a, a hat for LA Knight to put his hat on, you know. Yep. Um, Mike, just just continue for one moment. I, I've got to go cancel this alarm. There's something going on. Okay. One second. Yep. Yeah, because I remember, like you said, I remember when Bray Wyatt first came out as Husky Harris. Very young, um, short hair, a little bit heavier than he than he normally was when he became Bray Wyatt because then he went, to, went down to FCW to reinvent himself and came back. Uh, he was one of the very few wrestlers that WWE gave him creative control over his own character. And I thought originally, you know, when he was with the Nexus, okay, I saw a little bit of, you know, potential in him, but he was surrounded by other people when he first started. And as time drew on, he kind of started to reinvent himself. Yep. And then he became Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And then came Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. And then they bring up Braun Strowman for the Wyatt family, which at that time was probably the most dominating faction in WWE at that point. Yeah, but that was that was several several years. Um after he, he formed the Wyatt family. Because um, in between forming the Wyatt family, introducing us to Luke Harbour and Eric Rowan, um, he then formed a tag team. That's when he won one of his tag team titles um, with Matt Hardy as Eater of the Worlds, or the Leader of the Worlds. And then once that fad kind of wore out, that's when he was away for a few months and then came back and reintroduced the Wyatt family. Um, and then it was a month, a couple months after that, that Braun Strowman was um, introduced into the Wyatt family as the fourth member. Yep. And I, uh, and I, you know, remember him, as a matter of fact, I believe they had that, I don't know what it was called, but they had the tag team where the men and the women teamed up together. Oh, the Mixed Mac Challenge. The Mixed Mac Challenge. The Mixed Mac Challenge. Yep, where he was matched with Alexa Bliss. And Braun Strowman was with Alexa Bliss, not oh, Bray Wyatt. Strowman. I'm sorry, I stand corrected. Yeah, you do. Braun Strowman was matched with Alexa Bliss. And that was well after Braun Strowman had stepped away and Bray Wyatt was doing his own thing um, and started to develop the Firefly Funhouse character. Which originally, 
thought was pretty funny at first. I mean, he had uh, the rabbit. He had um, Sister Abigail. Yep. Yeah, well, no, 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 he didn't have Sister Abigail. Um, what he had, he had um, Percy, the buzzard, Abby, the witch. It Abby wasn't witch. Sister Abigail, it was Abby, the witch, Rambling yeah. Rabbit, um, and Huskis, the pig. Okay, Abby, the witch, okay. And it became childlike, so to speak, in the beginning. Yep. And then you started to see, starting out as childlike, and then got a little bit more serious. Yes. And it got to the point where I was actually really intrigued by following Bray Wyatt's career. I mean, I can remember, uh, you know, him doing all kinds of promos and doing the muscle man dance and, and, and everything else. I thought that was pretty uh, hilarious at first when I saw it. And uh, I think as, it, as his character progressed, I think the best character he had was The Fiend. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the mask scared the shit out of me. I mean, when he first came out. And, you know, kudos to him for wrestling in that. That probably couldn't have been very easy to do, wrestling in that mask. Hey, Scott, thanks for joining the show. Um, and his career just seemed to elevate. I mean, he he took the, he was the fiend. Oh, as a matter of fact, we're gonna, before we even get into that, he wrestled... Braun Strowman for the Universal title. And that's where we got Roman Reigns. Then Roman Reigns came out, attacked both of them. Yeah, but he was the, he was and, the fiend well before that happened. Yeah, well before that happened. And um, So why would, yeah, I mean, you don't need to get to that beforehand because he became yeah. the fiend before he became champion. Scott says, how did Bray die? Um, well, it, it was reported, and, and Sean Ross Sapp, um, he, he's from Fightful. I mean, if Sean Ross Sapp says it, you got a 99.9% believe it's true because he's not going to report something kayfabe. Um, he was in touch with the family, and they gave him permission. Um, so... Last year, Bray Wyatt came down um, with COVID. Had a long, tough battle. I mean, being an obese individual like myself, um, getting COVID can be, you know, a challenge. And it it did a job on his heart. Um, he recovered um, from he recovered from COVID. But the damage that it did to his body was a long recovery. He was finally feeling better, um, was getting in physical shape to make his return to the ring. I actually had an article that I bookmarked stating that 
creative was putting something potentially in place for him at payback. Um, and once again, due to the struggle of his heart through COVID, he wound up having a heart attack and that's what he passed away from. He had a sudden heart attack, um, and, and doctors, you know, initial, obviously they're going to do it. If they do an autopsy, maybe the reports change a little bit, but it wasn't foul play. It wasn't suicide. Um, I mean, like I told Mike yesterday, um, my first thought of anybody at the age of 36, unexpectedly passing away, um, that they don't report. It wasn't a car accident. It wasn't, you know, murder. It wasn't anything. Um, they didn't have any long tenure disease. That my first two thoughts are A, suicide, B, drug overdose. So it's not that it's good news that it was a heart attack, but it, it kind of eases it a little bit to know that, you know, he didn't, you know, God forbid, take his own life. Because, I mean, it's documented he had, you know, he struggled, um, especially with Brody Lee's death. When Brody Lee passed, he wasn't sure that he ever wanted to even sniff a ring. He didn't want to go to an arena to see a wrestling match. Um, and it took some time for him to, to get that over. Um, I, I know Trivia had spoken before um, about JoJo Offerman and, and the two kids that they had, but you got to realize he was married before that. Um, he actually had an affair with JoJo while he was married, which led to his divorce. He has two other kids with his original wife. So, yeah, it's a tragedy that he's leaving JoJo and their two young kids, but he's got two teens um, that that he's leaving behind as well. So we can't we can't we can't forget that. Um, and and the the entire wrestling world has just been you know, on pause since this happened. Right. Oh, Greg, what are your, some of your fondest memories of Bray Wyatt? I know you enjoyed watching him and some of his matches and some oh, of I his was, characters. I mean, at the time, there was only one wrestler in WWE that I liked more than Bray Wyatt, and that was Daniel Bryan, now known as Bryan Danielson. And the most that that whole campaign of Daniel Bryan losing and having to be part of the Wyatt family, and then to this day, I mean, arguably, I mean, somebody else may think, somebody else may think not, somebody else think yes. The steel cage match between Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, to me, is when he turned on Bray Wyatt and climb the top of that ring after winning, I will still never forget that steel cage match and that crowd reaction to their quote-unquote unsung hero, Daniel Bryan, finally fighting his way out of the Wyatt family. Um, and there was an actual cell phone video um, kind of reminded me of when Sasha Banks at WrestleMania lost to Bianca Belair, the little K-Fab, as Daniel Bryan's up there, and the crowd and the cameras, everything focused on Daniel Bryan. Somebody from the audience had uh, their camera out and looking at Bray Wyatt, 
and he had a little half smile on his face because once again, as you said, Bray Wyatt wrote his own ticket in creative. And that was his idea because he thought the crowd would absolutely explode. And you know what? It did. Yeah. You know, and then there were some, you know, bad, you know, things that WW and he tried. Um, the Wyatt family compound matches that he had. Um, the one with Braun Strowman and the one with Randy Orton where Randy Orton lit his shack on fire. Mm, yeah. Eh, not in my opinion, maybe not the, the best moments of his career. Um, but is it what makes it successful to remember it, whether it's good or bad, it's to be forgotten when you're told a failure. So you got, even though it was bad, you still don't forget it. So you got to consider it successful. So. Yep. Sally's watching. Sally, thank you for tuning in. How about yourself? Yeah. The, the matches, I mean, he had a good program with Randy Orton. You know, like you said, right from lighting the shack on fire at the compound to uh, the match he had where he set him on fire. And, you know, he was up at the top and Alexa Bliss had that stuff running down her face and everything. I I enjoyed those matches that he had with that he had with Randy Orton. Probably some of the best matches that I can recall. Um, Bray Wyatt having the the match he had with Braun Strowman, you know, at the compound. Well, that was kind of the first time they wanted to experiment with something at the compound and. It, it, I, I enjoyed that one too. It was, but it wasn't anything like the the program they had with Randy Orton, and they built that up really nice. From you know him going to the compound and you know them setting it on fire, and then they having the matches and everything. And I I really enjoyed those uh, those segments that they had together. I also remember his Firefly Funhouse match against John Cena. Uh -huh. And that happened to be something where me, at first, I'm sure as most wrestling fans know, I'm sitting there like, what the hell is a Firefly Funhouse match? Are they going to come out dressed as the characters and, and fight that way? I, I didn't know what it was when he first announced it. And it was, it was an interesting match, to say the least. And it's just, you know... <sighs> We can always look back on the, the the good times we had watching Bray Wyatt and how tough he was. He um, he was always, you know, off screen. I guess they were saying, you know, when he wasn't wrestling or he was walking backstage or to the airport or something, how he would always stop and shake hands with people and talk and take photos and everything. But like I said, I mean, being a, a guy that has followed wrestling since I was a little trivia at 10 years old, from 10 years old until now, I mean, we're talking 50 years, I, there aren't too many characters that I enjoyed WWE having, and Bray Wyatt 
and The Fiend was definitely um, one of them. Unfortunately, I never got to see the match I wanted to see was Bray Wyatt, Bobby Lashley. I really wanted to see that match. It never, uh, to yeah. my knowledge, it never happened. No, because they were um, supposed they were supposed to do that at WrestleMania. That was the penciled in match, and they started that little feud. Started introducing the feud, and then that's when Bray Wyatt um, started to feel um, issues with the heart that they determined was because of the damage that his body entailed when he had COVID the previous early late last year. And then when he took some time off to get himself healthy and get himself back into um, where he could get back into the ring and compete, he makes his return on SmackDown with, um, with Uncle Howdy. And I sat there and it was like, you got to be kidding me. They have a bona fide superstar, former world champion, former tag team champion, Bray Wyatt. And I hope they don't make a clown out of him with this Uncle Howdy thing. I enjoyed it. I, as, as time went on, I, I, I enjoyed seeing the Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy uh, stuff, so to speak. There were rumors as to who Uncle Howdy was. In the beginning, most people said it was his uncle, Barry Windham. Most people said it was his brother, Bo Dallas. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed, you know, him and Uncle Howdy kind of, I didn't know if they were going to be a tag team or, or if they were going to feud, because I know at one point, Uncle Howdy attacked Bray Wyatt in the ring with LA Knight there and, so I was really confused about about that at one point. But I was really getting into the Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy aspect of everything. And then it, you know, it stopped. So what were your thoughts on, you know, Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy? Well, I mean, when he, when he originally came back, um, it was rumored. I don't. I don't remember off the top of my head the actual pay per view. Um, hold on, it might be. Let's see, when he originally when he came back after the rehire because he was let go by WWE, um, September twenty two twenty two. we started to get those little QR codes um, and the little things following the white rabbit. Um, and it kept showing up on SmackDown and, and Raw. And then it was at the end of Extreme Rules on October 8th um, it is when Bray Wyatt was reintroduced. And they showed all the little, you know, life-size versions of all the Firefly Funhouse characters. Um, and then the, the last one they showed was The Fiend. And then him coming, walking through the tree um, with the lantern and the explosion of the crowd. Uh, I remember Michael Cole saying, you know, after the, the whole arena went dark, you hear Michael Cole saying, 
what what's going on? Are, are we guys? Are we on air? Guys, are, are we are we still on air? And then the music, his new entrance theme. For those of you that may not, excuse me, sorry about that. For those of you that may not have recognized it, instead of a ten bell salute, we played the entrance theme to his latest um, character, and that music started to play a little bit, and and just the feeling of being such a huge. Fiend fan, and just the overall excitement of him being back. I, I had like those little those butterflies, like when you're a, a junior and getting ready to go to prom, and you're you're all excited. You know what's happening, and you knew you, you knew who your date was, but you didn't know what she was gonna look like. You you didn't know how she was gonna react, and you had those little butterflies. Um, and then, you know, he came out and, yeah, I mean, I may have been a little critical after like three or four times him still coming out and saying, I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm Bray Wyatt. Okay, we, we know you're Bray Wyatt. And part of the frustration was I was just so excited about seeing what was transpiring and, and what was going to happen. And then Uncle Howdy and this and that. And, I mean, I was literally and figuratively excited every time I saw him because, and then I was also getting frustrated at the same time because I, I wanted the character to develop quicker. It wasn't developing fast enough for me because I was so excited. Chris this morning can never come quick enough. And that's unfortunately a gift that will never get opened. Um, right. it, it's that one gift that'll, you know, have to sit under the tree um, for the rest of my my wrestling life, uh, watching right. wrestling, I'm never gonna get that that you know. I think that's the part of it that's that's the roughest is some don't know, some do. Whatever. My my stepfather recently passed away. Um, spent the last few days on his life on a respirator, and I got to say goodbye. You know, I got to go there, tell him everything was going to be okay. You know, love you. Um, it, it's okay. It, it's time. You, you, you. We're, we're okay. We're gonna be okay because of you. And got to see him take his last breath. I'll never get that quote unquote closure with Bray Wyatt. Um, not that I ever deserve closure in anything, but it, it's just crushing. To know, and after Mike told me, and I read things last night, it was just like, okay, it wasn't real. Um, and then going through social media today, and you know, seeing my Twitter feed or X feed or whatever you want to say with tweets, I think there's still tweets, even though it's no longer Twitter, just post after post after post on social media, Instagram, TikTok, video after video after post, you then sit back and realize how much this man meant, not just to us fans, but to his loved ones and his friends. Uh, I mean, it's just a devastating loss. Um, it is being reported now, I haven't looked 
at, at a SmackDown preview, which is something we typically look for during our show, um, for confirmation. But there was a video that I watched. Um, a gentleman that talks a lot about wrestling, and and he really doesn't report kayfabe stuff. It's stuff that's 99% of the time is going to happen or has happened. Um, and he was saying that he showed a post from the gentleman that works in WWE creative that was specifically hired to work with Bray Wyatt on developing creative stories. And he said, tonight's SmackDown is going to hit differently. Um, make sure you have a box of tissues nearby. So the reports are that tonight's SmackDown is not going to be a build-up to payback, but more of a... Um, and he did say Terry Funk slash Bray Wyatt tribute. Um, and he's also stated that um, WWE has... I believe he said is either has or currently is removing all of Bray Wyatt's um, merchandise from WWEshop.com and is setting up a separate website where a hundred percent of sales on that merchandise is going directly to Jojo Offerman and their two children. Yeah, um, I saw that, yes. So, I mean, if that really is going to happen, I mean, by next week, I'm sure we all set up, I I will be buying merchandise. There's nothing more I can do to help them um, or to do anything for, obviously, for the family, but I, I am going to do what I can. Yeah, I definitely would love to you know, be honored and everything. I mean, I have my Undertaker shirt here, which is my favorite. Uh, I have very few wrestling shirts. I have the top rope report ones in this one, and you know, definitely bring. Man, I mean, I do have my time. my Uncle Howdy shirt on today. Um, yeah. I know normally when there's three of us, the camera kind of goes back a little bit. You can see me from here up. When it's only two of us, you get to see the the, the quote unquote best part of me, my chubby fat face. A couple of things. I did I did see before we came on, you know, like you had mentioned with the tribute show and everything, that they said Triple H is going to open up SmackDown tonight. But um, oh, Patrick Feldhaus is watching. Pat, thanks for tuning in. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, in your opinion, are we going to see WWE Universe, some fans dressed as the Firefly Funhouse characters in the arena? Um, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, are they going to allow it is the question. Right. You know? Um, I don't know. I mean... And 2024 Hall of Fame, Bray Wyatt... Um, I don't know. I don't know. That that's a tough one. Um, 
I because you don't. I mean, in my, in my. Sorry, go ahead. What? I believe he would, he would have gotten into the Hall of Fame regardless. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, but slide back over, dude. You, you got off center again. There you go. Um, I don't see the the tough part for me about it is I once again I think he deserves to go in the Hall of Fame, but I'm under the assumption and under the belief that they've probably already penciled in who's going in the Hall of Fame rest at WrestleMania 40, which is a pretty big earmark is, is anything every 10. So it's 40. Right. Um, so who would they want to replace? And then I, I, I got to look at it from the other side saying, if I'm on that, you know, that committee that helps choose, are we putting Bray Wyatt in now? Is that going to be considered because of the emotional high? Like how long after Eddie Guerrero passed when he go to the hall of fame? That would be my question. Um, I don't. I, I'm, I'm almost positive it wasn't that next year that of Hall of Fame. So I think you kind of want to. Same reason why you typically don't put somebody in the Hall of Fame, like right after they retire. You, you don't want to put him in and make it seem like oh you're only putting him for those that are, you know, naysayers and and you know maybe don't. Think of him as Hall of Famer. I mean, he only won five titles. He's only been in WWE for 12 years or whatever it is. Um, why does he deserve the Hall of Fame over yada, yada, yada? Because it's an emotional time, and now's the time to put him in. So that would be the only reason why I think you might wait a couple of years. Because um, you're putting him in the Hall of Fame posthumously no matter when you put him in. So, okay, I can definitely understand that. And like I said, you know, he he, I believe he'd get in the Hall of Fame regardless. And uh, and I mean, realistically, the way, the way the way it realistically the way they do it now, I mean, they could put in the Wyatt family, and then they could put in Bray Wyatt, and then they could put in the Fiend. I, I mean, you you never know the way WWE is gonna gonna go. Right. Um, yeah. The one way he won't go in is with an association with Uncle Howdy. Because yeah. that wasn't a storyline that got anywhere. It was just, just started. Right. And, you know, like I said, you know, WWE for me and for some of the WWE universe, it's not going to be the same without Bray Wyatt. I mean, when he first, like you said, when he first came back, this Pat, uh, I believe it was about a year ago, maybe less. Well, October eighth at Extreme Rules is when he made his return. We started I seeing was, the vignettes in September, right about now. I was excited. Uh, did I want him to be? Did I want him to come back as the Fiend character? Uh, yes and no. I mean. The Fiend character was awesome. I, I believe it was awesome. It was a devastating character for him to play because he was just scary. I mean, nobody could walk backwards like a spider like Bray Wyatt could. I've never seen that in my entire life when I saw him do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing with, I mean, it'll take me a couple of days to, you know, really get over the shock and disbelief. Cause like you said, I, I didn't want to believe it at first. I mean, I got, I originally got the message from Tony Black who got the message from an independent wrestler who was friends of ours for many years, known as Bob Onofrio, who wrestled under the name Bulldog Blansky. And Tony said he didn't believe it at first either. And then he sent it to me, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm just checking it out. And then that's when I saw the Triple H, uh, you know, post about getting the call from Mike Rotunda. And it's just... This is a, a shock that's going to last a long time, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I you called me immediately after that and said that he passed. I was like, no, shut up, stop. And then while, I mean, within the first 30 seconds to a minute of us being on the phone, I got my notification from WW.com, my notification from Bleach Report, um, ESPN, and all of a sudden, like, within a minute, there are, like, three different, four different notifications I got. Um uh, you know, reporting the same thing. And it was just like, like I said, it really wasn't until this afternoon surfing social media that it was really like, yeah, this, 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 this is real. This is real. And I mean, what was it? 1986 when Eddie Guerrero passed away. Was it that long ago? Was it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was 15. Um, and I, you know, remember, you know, the opening of, of SmackDown with um, all the superstars on the the ramp and on the stage. Um, and they did their 10 bell salute and tears were shed then. And I guarantee you, tears will be shed tonight. Yep. Definitely. And there's going to be, I mean, are they still in Canada? No, they're in Kentucky tonight. They're in Kentucky. Okay. Yes. Now, I kind of figured. with, I mean, granted, one's a pregnancy and one's injury related, but two of the wrestlers that are on the roster um, that I mean, I'm not going to say most famously, but long storylines, A, Braun Strowman, B, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. I mean, do you think that they might be in attendance um, shown on the stage with all the wrestlers kind of front and center? Or do you think, eh, I, I don't know. Um, would you be surprised if they were and would you be disappointed if they weren't? I would not be surprised if they all came out and stood on. on well, no, I meant specifically two superstars that are inactive right now. One due to injury, one due to maternity, being Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. Oh, I'd be surprised to see him. You would be. Yes. Okay. All right. How would yeah. you be? Would, um, go ahead. According to. According to Wikipedia, my fucking questions. Eddie Guerrero passed away November 13th, 2005. Holy shit! 
Really? Yeah. Why did I think it was so much longer ago than that? I don't know where I came up with 86. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, it's been, been almost 20 years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. weird still. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, it's, the older I get, I just, I don't know. I still think that, you know, I'm not really a dirty old man. But it, I, I still think it's normal for somebody my age to think a thirty-year-old, thirty-plus-year-old is 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 quote unquote dateable. <laughs> um, but um, there was also something else I read. Let me get your opinion on this too. They said that there's a possibility Roman Reigns might break character tonight. I don't know. I think everybody will break character I mean, tonight. Move back, Mike. I Mike, get idea, back to the middle. I think your idea that we talked about was was a good one. You know, take the blue title belt. I never said that. I never said anything about a blue... Nope, I never said anything about a blue title belt. I thought... I could have sworn it was you. I don't know where I got that from then. Nope, I didn't say anything about anything in title-wise. What what was it that somebody told you about the blue title belt? Oh, my bad. Okay, I apologize. Um... You know, to take the blue title belt and lay it down in the middle of the ring. Because I believe the blue one was the first title he won. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I know that's the last major title he had because that's the one that he lost in the triple threat match yep. between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns pinned Braun Strowman for the win. So he lost his title but never lost the match, never got pinned or submitted. So, yeah, right now, official on www.com, the SmackDown preview tonight is Rey Mysterio takes on Grayson Waller, and EO Sky defends her women's WWE, sorry, WWE Women's Championship against Zelina Vega. Ooh. Ooh. Um, so... Yep, so tonight will definitely be an emotional an emotional smackdown to watch. Yep, in just um, in just under an hour right now. Yep. I look forward to SmackDown every Friday, but this one's gonna it's gonna hit home with me. Yeah, normally on a Friday night I'll watch the Yankees because they're on live and then I'll watch SmackDown after it. So I'm usually up till, you know, midnight, one o'clock, which I'm up till anyways. But I mean, I Yankees are playing Tampa Bay tonight, and we're two hundred eighty-four games out of first place. So uh, I am definitely going to watch SmackDown live. Um, yep. I'm actually because I have time. I'm probably going to potentially go online uh, to some of the followers that are on Twitch, and just to get their response um, as the show is, is happening. So. Um. Yeah, tonight's tonight's gonna it's gonna suck. As much yeah. as going to a loved one's wake and or funeral will be or would be, um, I think tonight's gonna be nice. Um, because WWE, when it comes to tributes for fallen wrestlers, they 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 do pretty well. Yeah. So I think tonight's gonna be done well, but it's it's gonna it's gonna suck. 
All right, Greg. I mean, this is uh, this was a show that uh, I'm glad we did. Yep. Um, like I said, it was a tribute show to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, you know, tune in to SmackDown next week, next Saturday, the Payback Premium Live event. Yep. Um, we will be doing. Well, Greg and I will be getting together to discuss the prediction show and you know when we're gonna have it, when we're gonna get get it done and everything and. So, I mean, any closing comments? Um, Wyndham Rotunda, you will be missed. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Terry Funk. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. So on behalf of the Nubster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Tribute from the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in. We'll catch you on our next show.